1: Visit the Bedfred Sportsbook at I-270 at MD85 in Frederick, right next to long shots off-track betting. Go to bedfredsports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: Oh, we're in for a long one. A long weekend, that is. And you deserve to spend it on the couch with a glass of something good. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered quickly. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today.
2: You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Melbourne, Australia's Jason McDaniel's latest album, Honky Tonk Life, may just be what the doctors ordered for the times we're in. Jason says his new record is celebrating good times, good music, good whiskey, and living life to the full. It's a blend of country, rock, and blues. Jason joins us on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about his music and his new record and the latest single... Peer pressure breakdown. Hello, Jason. Welcome to the podcast.
3: Oh, Good night, Greg. Thank you. It's great to be on.
2: Great to have you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, uh, getting up early and joining me uh, here, here uh, this evening for me. But uh, great to, always always fun to to have these um, uh, cross continent connections. And uh, you are in uh, Australia, right? What part?
3: Australia. Yeah, in um, Victoria, so very close to Melbourne, Victoria, yeah. okay. Australia. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah.
2: Cool. And um, you've been at the music business for quite a while, right?
3: Yeah, really, uh, I suppose, professionally since 1995, so uh have wow. been going for some time.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, if, I think if I read right, you actually started when you were about 18?
3: Um, That's correct. Yeah, yeah Started started... Um, started playing in, uh, pubs when I was 18 and, you know, just doing solo gigs, etc. So that was a bit of fun. It wasn't necessarily country. It was pretty much play for your life, you know, play yeah. every request <laughs> they throw at you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, and, and then uh, early on kind of got hooked up with some, uh, professional musicians and, and kind of took you for a ride, huh?
3: Yeah, I did. I got really lucky, uh, at one of those pub gigs uh, playing for my life. I was, um, in my hometown of Richmond in New South Wales. Uh, I'm originally from New South Wales. I'm in mm-hmm. Sydney. Um, Hawkesbury, actually, in the Blue Mountains. And, um, the Slim Dusty band, who I'm sure you guys would have heard of Slim Dusty over there. Who's, yeah. Uh, you know, probably the, the king of country, or is the king of country music here in Australia. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: anyway, they were coming into my hometown of Richmond and there was a fella called Mike Walsh who had the local picture theatre. who was a TV celebrity. And, um... Uh, I was playing at the pub that night, and a few members of the band the Friday night came in and um, just sat in the corner and just watched and sent up some requests. And um, then I had a break, and the guitarist out of the band, the Slim Dusty, came up to see me and said, "Oh, that was me sending up all these requests, um, you know." And I'm like, "Wow, you know." And he says, "Oh, we're here tomorrow night. Do you want to come and see Slim Dusty? Do you like Slim Dusty? So who doesn't?" You know, I yeah. so <laughs> got cool. a couple of free tickets, and, and from that, um, you know, Charlie, the guitarist of Slim, said, uh, hey, you know, do you know enough songs to, to do a full show, country song? I said, oh, yeah, I think I can do that. It's a bit of Neil Diamond, a bit of the Eagles, and, you know, a bit of the other country. We'll be right. We'll get there. So um, he said, well, we've got a gig on for our country band called Montana. Come over and try out. So I went and tried out had been there ever since from that day onwards that, that was really the change of it from there then it took us on a big ride
2: wow that's cool mm. so and and that literally put you on the road full time with them right
3: yeah it did so it was one of those you know right place at the right time sort of you know, it's a freaky freaky thing to happen but yeah we then toured continuously up and down the east coast of Australia um, and with some fantastic artists um, you know Slim of course and, uh doing shows with people like Becky Cole and some other, you know, the Wolverines and Chad Morgan, some real icons of the industry here too, you know, going back, Stan Costa, wrote a lot of songs with Slim Dusty. Yeah, so it was a really good grounding to, to work with people like that.
2: Yeah. Did you guys ever get a chance to tour the United States?
3: No, we never did. Uh, we always talked about it, we always dreamt about it, <laughs> uh, but... We, We just never, ever got it going. You know, we were self-managed. We had no managers or or PR or anything there. We just booked all the gigs ourselves and did everything ourselves. And, yeah, we just never, ever got around to it. We had uh, a lot of work in Australia. And if we weren't working, uh, you know, the guys would be off. You know, we'd be going to do backing for some other artist. Mm So, yeah, we just never got around to it, unfortunately. We always wanted to.
2: So somewhere in there, you managed to to get a solo album out uh, several years ago. Um, Man in the Black Hat, did I get that right.
3: Yes, that's right. So yeah, was so, that while yeah, you were playing that. with them, or
2: were, were, was there a break? how How did you? How did that come about for you? Uh,
3: yeah, that was very early on um, in the career. So that was 1995 that I released okay. that. So that was whilst I was you know touring with Montana and um, a good friend of mine, a fellow called Johnny Ashcroft, who. Uh, wrote Little Boy Lost, which was a massive hit, I think a worldwide hit, actually. Um, he was one that kept saying to me, you know, you've got to, at your age, back then I was yeah you know, 19 years of age, 20 years of age, you've uh-huh. got to you know, write your own songs and, and show people that you can write and sing. So that was how the album came about, uh, was from doing that. You know, John was really pushing me, and so was Slim. So uh, that's what I did, but. Well, the 13 tracks off that album, um, and brought it out, and uh, yeah, we had a fantastic run with it, and yeah. had, that really helped us, so that was, and that was really the start of it for for me, you know, uh, on a solo-type career, but still working with the band, I just used the Montana Band as, as my backing band. Oh, so sweet. I'd, I'd okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, was that the first uh, time you'd had any real experience in, in writing songs? Was that... It part was. of your life up- yeah. yeah okay
3: yeah it was I'd had no experience previous to that and um, you know working in the band getting to meet some great Australian songwriters like Stan Costa and Glenn Ford who wrote a song for me on that album Southerly Chain uh, you know they were always giving tips at the gig you know hey you know, this is how you put a song together properly and obviously you'd listen you know and, uh, this is how you put Sort of string the, you know, get a nice flow, string the words together and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the music, etc. So I was lucky that I had a good schooling, I, I would call it, you know, from, from these guys who were very well experienced. But, um, you know, that that was definitely my first roar into it. I'd never written songs before until hmm. I was sort of uh, coerced into it to say, come on, there yeah. we go. So, yeah. <laughs>
2: Did you continue after that? I mean, obviously playing in the – you stayed in the band, but did was songwriting then a part of your life through, through this journey?
3: Yeah, I did. And, uh, over the years now, um, I don't know, probably read uh, – I would hate to think, I don't know, I'll say at least a couple of hundred songs over that time. Okay, awesome. Uh, but, you know, kept songwriting. But um, And we used to do the songs at the shows but never got around to recording them. We were actually that busy on the road doing shows. We just never had time to get back to the studio to
2: mm-hmm.
3: do the next album. Um, and, uh, you know, some of the songs that are on this new album, on Life, uh, one of them in particular I wrote during that time, it's called Childhood Day. Oh,
1: it's cool.
3: That I wrote back then. So, yeah, yeah we've just, just sort of re- rehashed it a bit. So, you know, because my voice back then when I recorded it, but never released it, um, was obviously sound different than it is today because i was a lot younger <laughs> yeah. um so you know put yeah. it up and put the put the new lyrics over it so that'll be on the new one to release but yeah that song's probably 20 odd years old yeah age.
2: yeah mm. so so here you find yourself 20 some years later and and kind of in effect your your first solo project um <laughs> certainly uh, since all of that and um so how how did the the new record come about? How did you finally get to the space where you could put this this new project together?
3: Uh, well, I've been sort of threatened for years to you know do it again and, and get back into it, and um, my daughter who loves singing and acting, she kept pushing me. You know, come mm-hmm. on, dad, you got to do something. You know, why did you why did you stop? Get back into it. Get back into it. And um, obviously, six. I don't know, oh, 12 months ago now, when COVID struck here in, um, in around the world, um, in March of last year, Victoria went into a full lockdown and we couldn't go to work, um, so we weren't allowed to leave our houses. So wow, yeah. that was the time. There was no excuse. Like, you know, yeah. I didn't say, no, too busy because of work or too busy because we're doing this or that. Um, I had no excuse, you know, and I had all the time in the world to be able to sit and write. So that, that was the time it really happened. I thought, well, okay. Hallie's right, my daughter, so let's do it. If I, if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. Right, And and that was it. So I picked up the pen and, and started writing.
2: So most of the songs then you wrote specifically for this record?
3: Yeah, they yeah specifically for this record. I sat down and thought about what story I wanted to tell for, for the album and uh, sort of placed that story there and said, OK, well, this is what we're going to do. I simply yeah, we're well, going through some bad times obviously because nobody can work so you know everyone in the world was was not having fun so I thought well let's try and write some songs about you know having good times you know good music good whiskey and good times yeah, so um, yeah. that's how the whole album is based about <laughs> I just call it a party album and stuff yeah so,
2: yeah well it, it has that, to it it has that um uh, at least for us here in the United States that classic 70s 80s kind of country vibe party album yeah, yeah you know it's uh, yeah. kind of right right, straight down the middle so yeah I like what you did with it that's cool
3: the- yeah well that, that's all Amy for because one of my big influences of yeah uh, American country music or two of them are uh, certainly Hank Williams Jr. and Waylon Jennings so yeah okay you know growing up listening to those two I was sort of you know it's, I didn't copy their sound but there's certainly when you listen to the album you can sort of hear those You are listening to Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Music Magazine. Welcome
2: back to the interview, and it's just out, right? Or has it has it actually come out yet?
3: It actually comes out on the nineteenth of uh, sorry, the 9th of April.
2: Okay, all right. So uh, yeah, so I, I, you have at least one single out then, though. Is that correct?
3: There is a single out now, "Peer Pressure Breakdown." Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's 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 out running, and it's available on all the all the uh, electronic download platforms.
2: Were you able to do this, uh, the recording project itself, in a home studio style, or were you able to get out and go into a, a bigger studio to do this?
3: Yeah, look, with technology today, uh, you know, I was lucky enough that um, I've got a good buddy over, actually in America, Georgia, Seth Portable, who is the country um, singer songwriter in his own right and set has his own studio there so mm-hmm. what happened was we used session musicians in his studio ah, okay. and i recorded the vocals here in australia in my studio and then i would come in on zoom and you know say yep this is what we wanted or you now i'd record the drums and you know lead guitar parts and then I'd send them over and obviously the professional museums would, uh, would play the better. Yeah. And then, you know, we'd get on zoom and have a zoom meeting live into the studio and say, yep, yeah, that's it. No, that's not it. So it was like, I was there, but I wasn't. You know, yeah. but thank God for technology because it actually allowed me to, to do this album and, it, and get it out.
2: It's amazing how the technology and, and then COVID and, and how it affected the world has forced us into, um, pushing technology to the limits but but allowing uh, uh, this type of conversation that we're having t- today to happen uh f- you know flawlessly and you to be able to to get together with somebody in another state in this country and and put this record together and and have it come out the way you want it and um you know never cross cross the ocean you know <laughs> it's just kind of cool
3: i know it is it's, it's really cool isn't it and um, yeah that's the great thing if you embrace technology i suppose I felt, um, uh, when I was talking about it, a friend of mine said to me, oh, watch, uh, go and watch a, uh, a documentary on the Rolling Stones. And I did. And he was making the point to me that they were more or less doing it like this, you know, way back in the seventies and eighties, you know, mm. before this sort of, you know, they'd be all in different parts of the world reporting, you know, and they'd sort of send it, they'd mail it to one another and post it. So, yeah, yeah, I thought, oh, okay, you know, it's, um, we're not too different. It was just the technology now has right. made it a lot faster. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was, yeah. 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 So, yeah. So yeah. Thankful for that.
2: Yeah. So what do you hope to do with this? what What's your, what's your big dream once they let us out and how you can, you can take this out and share it with, with a fan base or do you want to tour with it? Are you still with Montana? What does it look like for you when you can get yeah, back no. out on the road?
3: Yeah. So, uh, now we're starting to book shows because the COVID-19 um, restrictions over here are, are easing up dramatically. So, you know, festivals are starting to come back online. Albeit they might be limited in the number of people that can attend, but they're certainly starting to open up. Again. Mm-hmm. And we can certainly start to tour. So we're booking shows uh, to, you know, start to get ourselves around the country now and, and tour with this album. So once it comes out on the 9th, our first show is the 18th of April. and Then we start running after that. So, you know, for us, as we say, you know, we're really going to try and get around to as many towns as we can and and do as many shows as we can over the next four months and, you know, then hopefully catch up with a whole lot of people up in Tamworth at our big country music festival in January and um, do some shows there and get to say hello and meet a lot of people and old friends and and new friends and and continue on.
2: Will you tour this as yourself and and fronting the band or is this Montana that's going to go out and you'll be playing with them and, and playing, sharing the stage?
3: Yeah, no, it'll be, I'll be touring it as myself as a solo album, uh, Montana. Now, um, those guys are pretty much retired. Okay. Um, when I joined the band, you know, I was 18 when I first joined Montana and they were all sort of 40 years of age. So oh, gotcha. okay. they're sort of way at the other end of their career now. Yeah. Um, so I've got a new band now that I call the Tom life band and, um, you know, that is a whole heap of uh, new museums who are just absolutely fantastic, and I can't wait to get these guys out on the road. As, uh, as you know, we're rehearsing right at the moment, and uh, the show's are certainly going to be rowdy, that's for sure.
2: So this is really a whole new chapter for you in your career, then?
3: It is, yes. It's uh, basically starting again. Yeah. Uh, very much a whole new chapter, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. What... Uh, What's your favorite song on the record? Do you have one?
3: Oh, I do. There's uh, certainly Honky Tonk Live," the the title track,
2: uh-huh. Uh-huh.
3: and uh, my other favorite on there is the song called "Country Hallelujah," um, which is a bit of a, a pun, uh, you know somebody said you know you've got to write a love song you know country. Country songwriters need to write a love song, so I wrote a very rowdy love song. <laughs> so.
2: Hallelujah is a love it's, song. That's great.
3: <laughs> yeah, country Hallelujah. So no, certainly not a typical love song. <laughs>
2: um, so, so you're continuing to write. Do you? Is this the first in a series that you hope to do? Is there is there more on the way?
3: Yeah, there's certainly more on the way. Um, I was only talking with uh, Seth the other day, and, you know, he said, what are you going to do now, this is released? I said, no, no, because he, uh, he obviously helps me with the songwriting, you know, I sent stuff back with the boards and kick ideas around. So uh, we're getting straight back into it. So we've already started, you know, on the next few songs for the next album to oh, follow up next year. Yeah. Yeah, so this will be, uh, we're coming back into it. Hoping we can make it full-time again and, and keep pushing it
2: is this the theme musically? Does this feel like this is the, the vibe and the genre that you're going to play and write and perform in this, this kind of, um, kind of down the middle classic country vibe. Is this, is this where you're headed?
3: Yeah, I think it, it certainly will be. It's what, um, what I It's a feel that, you know, I like, and I feel that, you know, the audiences that have seen me in the past when I've done shows like this, with this type of music, have certainly enjoyed. Um, and, you know, I quite enjoy this feel of country music because I love the upbeat, you know, get up out of your chair and have a dance, and you know, and uh, enjoy the night style of music. So that's where we'll be. But, uh, you know, on the lighter side of life, I'm not I'm into writing heavy songs.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> We've got to think too hard about it. So,
2: <laughs> Do you have a favourite venue that you like to play in?
3: Uh, yeah, the... I tell you, that one of the best venues that I've played in over the years has been Gibbon Muster, which is a big festival up in Queensland. Uh, mm-hmm. And they have a the state forest there. It's just absolutely fantastic. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's, it's played in the state forest. You're up on the stage, you know, the the people are in front of you. Uh, and you're just playing, you know, to this big amphitheatre, natural amphitheatre, which is, is oh, amazing yeah. to, Sounds fun. to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Wow, that's cool. So the, the uh, new record is Honky Tonk Life. Uh, current single is Pure, uh, Peer Pressure Breakdown. That's out now. Honky Tonk Life will be out. Uh, by the time uh, listeners are hearing this, it'll be late March, so we'll have about a week or so uh, for them to wait to get that. What's the best way to reach out and connect with you and, and um get a hold of this record and listen to some of your music and maybe even uh, listen to some of the stuff that you did in the past with Montana and, and the earlier albums. Yeah,
3: so if uh, on all the digital platforms, obviously on iTunes, uh, Spotify, uh, if they, you know, I've got a website which is jasonmcdaniel.com.au uh, you yeah, know, they can go to that and obviously there's the uh, social media page, Facebook, Jason McDaniel Official uh, and, uh, you know, all the news and All the uh, releases and early releases and and links to the songs can be found uh, amongst those. You know, when we're touring, all our information. uh, Happy to chat with anybody. They can send messages, and and I do respond.
2: Great, thanks, Jason. This has been fun. I um, uh, it's cool. I I like I like the style. Again, it's just I I like what (laughs) you're doing, and I certainly wish you well. I I know it's um, uh, starting over is is fun and and exciting and scary at the same time and I certainly wish you well with it I think it's going to be a, a good ride for you
3: Yeah, thank you so much Greg I really appreciate it really did.
2: Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at
1: AmericanaRhythm.com